Joshua and Caleb had believed, amen, they wouldn't have wound up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. But the Bible called the other 10 evil, an evil report because of an evil heart of unbelief. So to start with, we got to have a heart, our ear to cure before ever it can penetrate the heart. It takes the word of God to penetrate the heart, to convert the heart, to change its way of thinking, to change its way of living, to change its passions and desires of that inner change. There, may, there must be access into the heart, which is where the spirit, decisions, and direction. We'll talk about that a little more later on. Proverbs 7 and 24 has taught us, hearken unto me now therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Understand that the word of God is, is what it says it is. Amen. It's the thought and four thoughts of God that's been brought into words. Words that you and I thank God for the written word. Watch this. In the judgment, hallelujah, when we all stand before this awesome God, he's going to say, tell us amen. When the books are open, he's simply going to tell us it is written. And so we're not going to have a leg to stand on if we're walking outside what the word of God has instructed us and given, given us instructions unto. That's the reason it's so important for us to assemble together. That's the reason it's so important for you to have a church and a church family and a place that you can gather to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the reason it's so important to worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's the reason it's so important, amen, to get on the, the foundation, amen. Hallelujah, the only foundation of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, because when you start building upon these things, you can be assured of one thing. You do not have to worry about tomorrow and next week and all the rows down, all the times coming. Neither will your prayers be hindered as you call on this almighty God for His angelic hosts and His power. Hey, I believe our prayers can make a difference. Hallelujah. Possibly in the next week or two, even the lone governor, I highly respect him and lift him up. Amen. But I believe God can quicken his heart and give him a dream if that's what it takes. Hallelujah. Call, we're calling on a power. Amen. It's greater than, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against some uh, no means whatsoever. Thank God for him. God come up with this idea. God set him up. Hallelujah. But God set him up. I don't care how wicked they are. God can still govern them. God's in control. I believe it's his will too. The governor's, he, you know, he, he's he's done a lot from the Bible praying, and I tell you what, if this was if this responsibility was on your shoulders, what would you do? <laughs> and that's how you have to look at it. So here we are. Again, let's look Proverbs eight and thirty-two. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, are blessed for blessed are they that keep my ways. Keep, amen, not only does it mean for just keep, but it means to guard it. If you're going to keep it, you've got to guard it. You've got to protect it. You can't let it, you can't let it be defiled. You can't let it, the enemy come in, amen, and, and sow things in, in, in the soil, or, amen, that would be contrary or distort the word of God. So it's important as we sing in these scriptures, amen, to have an ear to cure and that we might keep the ways. He goes, the 33rd verse says, hear instructions and be wise. <laughs> amen. Uh, I know I talk about this all the time. Anybody ever try to put something together? Bicycle, swing set, something of that nature. And you know, you just took the box and turned the picture around and said, ah, oh, ain't nothing to that. Start trying to put the thing together and all of a sudden, amen, about halfway through, you got some parts left and certain parts won't go on now because you left a part back on step two. 
And so now you got to go back and undo. Ooh, praise God, I'm preaching. <laughs> now you got to go back and undo the, the sixth and seventh and all these other steps and get back to step two. That's the same way with salvation. You can't bypass step one, two, and three. Hallelujah. And jump over to five and six and have a finished product and produce the fruit that God wants you to produce. You got to go through the process. And if you go through the process, my God will show up and show out. And the devil can't stop him and nothing else can't stop. But we got to do it God's way. I've said I wasn't going to do all this, but woo! I'm telling you right now, son, you got fountain. There ain't no fountain like this fountain. And when it bubbles up, you can't stop it. The devil can't stop it. Nobody can stop it. Let it flow. Let it flow. Woo! I'm excited about being born again. What's wrong with the world that we're living in? Is not excited about being born. The second time, I don't know much about the first. I remember a whole lot about it. I know something about the second one, though. I know something about, amen, about speaking. Hallelujah. I know something about living now. Praise God. Praise God. So, so as we watch, bless is the man that heareth me. Watching daily at my gates. He's the daily bread. His word can give us instructions from day to day. His touch in our lives. His walk with us. Waiting at the post of my doors. So this is Proverbs encouraging us to have an ear. A man to hear. Isaiah 55 came along and actually in, in verses 1 and 2, he's talking about he that thirsts and he that hungers. But yet you don't have any money, but yet you hunger. And you thirst and that ought to be in every, every man, every woman. They ought to be a hunger and a thirst to know God. To know God for themselves. To experience his love. To experience his power. To experience his deliverance. Believe it or not, the greatest deliverance we need is from our own selves. Our own shortcomings, our inabilities, insecurities, and things of that nature. Amen. The transgressions that maybe we had committed, amen, ignorantly or not. Hallelujah. It just depends. But, uh, amen, to know this God, to know Him through that atonement. To know Him, amen, called out of darkness into this marvelous light. And so... That's what the writer is talking about here. He that's thirsteth cometh unto the waters. Amen. He may not have no money, but let him come and buy and eat. Yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Amen. Wine and milk. Nutrition. Hallelujah. But yet that that makes us merry. The Holy Ghost is likened unto wine. Hallelujah. That's a reason. Hallelujah. Whenever he come out of that upper room after waiting somewhere around the 50th day, which means Pentecost and after the feast, hallelujah, uh, that took place. And now they, they accuse them of being drunk. And amen, I'm glad to be a part of them that's being accused of being drunk. I don't care. Let them mock. Make them, let them make, make, make light of it. It don't make me any difference. Because there's a lot of people that pays a lot of money to get drunk. They looking for it out of the can and out of a bottle. Amen. And probably at the end of a needle. But I'm glad today that you and I can get drunk and get beside ourselves. And it's not against the laws of the land. And it's not against the laws of heaven. Hallelujah. But as he works on our behalf and works on our, our souls and bring us into this, that's what can produce out of good soil. Good soil. That's the reason the enemy works so hard to try to defile the soil and corrupt it and keep it from producing 
what ought to be there. But let me finish this up. Hearken. If you go to the second verse. He finishes this up. He says, Wherefore do we spend money for that which is not bread? And you labor for that which satisfieth not. A lot of labor going on. But it doesn't bring the satisfaction that as you come to the Lord and you come to know him. Watch what he says. Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good. And yet your soul delight itself. Your soul, your soul delight itself in fatness. Praise God. In your parable, in your lesson, in your lesson text today. You're going to notice that this is mentioned several times throughout this chapter. Mark 4, 9, and he said unto them, talking about Jesus, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Mark 4, 23 and 25, If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, talking about Jesus, Take heed what ye hear. You can't believe every report. You can't believe everybody. You can't believe that everybody's right. Well, I'm just really getting down there, aren't I? But the book's right. And so, you and I are sowers of the Word of God and the Word of truth. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a few minutes. But we need to take heed to what we're hearing. And to make sure that it lines up with the written Word of God. We have a responsibility as individuals and yet as even preachers of this gospel. That we take heed to what we're hearing to make sure, here's the deal, because a lie blind leaving the blind, the both will fall in the ditch. I don't want to be blinded today. How about you? With what measure he met or is measured out, he shall be measured to you. And unto you that cares shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given. And he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. I want you to really understand the importance of that scripture. All of us has got a soul and all of us has been blessed. He used the parable, amen, of the different talents. And one gave one to, five to one, two to others, and then one to the individual. And the one that only had the one, the others doubled, but the one buried his and then he got it out. And you knew, he knew the Lord was going to expect more. He confessed that, but he didn't do it. He didn't take to heart and he didn't put into practice. He didn't, he didn't lend the money out to, to lenders and things of this nature in the business world. And, and this is a parable. It lines up to truth. And so likewise with you and I, we need to have an ear this morning to hear the word of God. To hear what the spirit is saying unto us. Amen. As a church, but not only as unto us, as unto a church, but individually, God can speak to us with that measure of his spirit. Amen. And with the word of God, with commitment that is given unto him and service that's given unto him. I'm telling you, we can become the vessels and be the vessels that God is calling, but we must have an ear to hear. This is also brought to our attention in the first message that's ever preached in the New Testament church in Acts 2 and 14 and Peter standing up with the 11. That 11 standing up with 11 simply means that they're in agreement with the, what Peter's preaching and going to preach. They're standing in agreement with him, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. 
So it's important to hear what the preacher's got to say. Hey, don't let this world and, and, and don't let preachers that may have done you wrong in the past cause a spirit, amen, to get in your crawl and to get in your spirit or in your heart or could I say today in your soul that would cause you, amen, to start working against preachers. Amen. Preachers, amen, the fivefold ministry is a God's ideal, not a man's. Amen. The fivefold ministry is given for what? The perfecting of the saints and the edifying of the body. Amen. It's for working the soil because the soils constantly need to be worked on day in and day out. Amen. It never just, you know, there's no such thing. I don't believe anywhere in the ground upon the earth that this perfect soil that you don't have to do anything to it. You can just go out, plant, take from it, and never have to put anything back into it. I don't believe that. Hallelujah. And, and I know there's others here, Brother Buddy, Brother Jaron's others, farmers, amen, to give us a lot more insight about the soil and what has to take place and what has to be put into it and certain seasons and processes that has to take place and, and so likewise when you talk about you and I as our soul and our heart and our vessels as the soil of God amen I done let us know that none of us is the title of the lesson good soil that's what we're reaching to be and trying to accomplish hallelujah but we, none of us didn't come amen with that good soil in fact the writer said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God so that puts us all on the same ground on the same place and when we come at the foot of the cross. That's the reason everybody's got to have a lamb. That's the reason everybody's got to experience a cross. That's the reason everybody's got to die. It's got to repent. Amen. Sister Reese and I, we had our, our Sister Moore and I, we had our, our Bible lesson with her Wednesday night and it was on the tabernacle planned and she, she even said, she said, I've never seen it like this. I've never seen it laid out and that tabernacle plan, if you look at it, it's nothing but the shadow of the cross. Amen. Of that tabernacle plan that God's, God's ideal to bring man back unto God and so I thank God for it today as we begin to look into the lesson itself and not only to hearken but now we're going to talk about a man the parable of itself and what it's trying to tell us now, now we know that when I mentioned where Jesus is at and the great multitude that was there amen <clears throat> and no doubt he began to use terms and things that uh, they, they could like it too from what I understand by the writer of the lesson he talks about the Roman Empire amen the inhabitants of the Roman Empire that most of them were rural present farmers and herders so they could relate to what Jesus was telling them the illustration, the parable that he was likened unto them. They, they could comprehend that. They could understand that. And, and, and remember this, and this is two things that's really been on my heart in the last week or two. Amen. One, to be a fisherman of men. Two, to preach the gospel unto the poor. Amen. These two things, hallelujah, is very important as part of the ingredients and the call and the anointing upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And it should be the same for you and I that somehow, some way, by the grace of God and by the mercy of the Lord, Hallelujah, because most people, regardless of how much money they got, most still consider themselves poor. But I believe the poor here wasn't only talking about in the financial material things. Hallelujah, but also poor in spirit. And none of us, and all of us, that's without the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God that would dwell in us. Hallelujah, then we're poor in spirit. We're lacking. We need something. And need the gospel preached to us. And then on top of that, we need to hear, ear to hear it. Hallelujah, to receive that word. So here we understand that he began to use a parable 
parable that could be very easily likened to and received and understood as he begins to talk about soil he begins to talk about sowing and the sowing the seed amen so we see some very important things as he emphasizes, hallelujah amen the the highlights of this parable is going to be sowing the seed the soil and then the kingdom telling the listeners truths about each one of them so he's going to break it down to help us to understand that you're going to notice something else it's after he gets away from the multitude and he gets with his own and a few others that was abiding with them that he really gives them the enlightenment of the true meaning and interpretation of a man this parable I'm also going to mention something maybe again later on there's two things not only do you need to pray to hear what the word of God is saying but you need to pray for an understanding there's many that are hearing the word of God but there's a lack of understanding of what it's instructing us and telling us to do and without really following the instructions let's go back to the old bicycle or the swing set if I'd have done more than just looked at the picture hallelujah but begin to really look at the instructions that came from on the inside oh praise God inside the box if I'd opened up the box and got the instructions out of the box hallelujah you got to open up the lids of the word of God and read it for yourself and if you pray with earnestness and with sincerity in your heart and your mind and spirit God will visit you with revelations that no man can give to you oh man can preach to you and man can talk to you but there's something about when God gives you a revelation no man can come amen I, 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 I often in my Bible studies with individual I tell them I said if you read it for yourself I'm not a, I'm not good at memorizing and quoting but yet once I've read it for myself I know it's there it may take me a little time to find it but just knowing that it's there no other man can come and tell me that it's not there no I'm afraid you come a little too late I done I done got that seed embedded in my heart and you know what not only is it a seed but it's began to produce and bring about a man what it said it would do that's the reason the Bible says we become a what a new creation how do you do that hallelujah when the creator moves inside by the spirit of God he starts making you a new creation you start hating the things you once loved and start loving the things you hated and the more you walk by the creator the more you love the things about coming to church that's the reason they find it a little hard about keeping us from coming to the house of God and keeping us from praying and calling on the name of Jesus cause a creator in me that's working on my behalf is creating that in me and desiring that's the reason we have a desire to come to church that's the reason we have a desire amen to witness that's the reason we have a desire to do the things that's upright and wholesome and pleasing in the sight of God it's called the seed it's not necessarily the soil it's the seed amen it's the seed that makes the difference in the soil because the seed not only is a seed it has a means in a way of cutting y'all just hang with me today I'm going to try not to look at that clock too much if you get too hot turn your cars on they can turn these speakers up <laughs> turn your air on just hang with me a little while today this, this, is, this is good it's, it's a lot of depthness to this and I'm telling you I'm telling you today is a good day for us to produce all nine fruits all of them now's a good season for our community, for our county, for our state, for our nation. But not only there, but that the world, including China, could see America's got work, something working on their behalf. I'm going to tell you again, folks, you know how I feel. I love America, but I don't, that American dream, 
The American dream has taught against, in a sense, amen, that self-independence is not what God wants us to have. He's encouraged us. And you're going to see in this parable today, he even talks about the riches and things of that nature. And it's all about where we put our trust. Huh. Help me, Lord, today. So we begin this parable, and he begins to talk about the first one he talks about here is the wayside. He talks about how the some of the seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. The wayside is related to, it was a pathway that through many of their fields, they didn't have them separated by fence or things of this nature, but they would be paths that they, would do, that they walked on a regular basis and these paths would become hard. And so it wasn't easy for the, the seed to be able to penetrate and, and to fall and, and to produce and bring forth. And so we understand that's what he's likened this unto a man as he talks about this wayside here. And we're going to come back to these. So I'm just going to take just a moment here because watch this. Everybody's got to be plowed. None of us likes to be plowed. We don't even like to be corrected. But the Hebrew writers made it clear unto us that if our father loves us, then he's going to chastise us. And if he's not chastising us, then we're not his sons. Thank God for the chastening rod, the chastening rod of the Lord. You know what he's doing? He's breaking up the fallowed ground. There was original breaking up, but then there's on this journey that we're living and living for God, there's times whenever he has to break it up again. Because there's things that happen to us that falls our way in life and upon this earth. Those things can be from financials, physical, spiritual. The enemy himself that will come. If you'll read on in these parables, you're going to see one of the next one that follows up on this particular parable. is talking about the enemy that came to the master that had his people to go out in the daytime and sow the good seed. But the enemy came at nighttime. And so the seeds of tares. But if you read it closely, you're going to see that nobody could tell the difference until it come time to bear the fruit. Oh my. If it's ever been a time that we need to bear the fruit upon this earth, it's now. If it's ever been a time that we need to walk in the love of God and the peace of God and the surety of God. Putting a smile on our face and saying, hey, God knows where we're at. And God's going to help us. And we're going to be a people that's called by his name. We're going to walk in the promises. They'll never leave us nor forsake us. But we need to also be praying that God's hand would move and stir up those that has the answers and the ability. Hey, let me to make a difference in our world here. We don't need to let it just slip by like 9-11. Boy, 9-11's lost its effect after just about six months or so. But here we are, we're finding ourselves. I just wonder how many visitations that God's going to allow like this. Before finally it reaches a point, amen, that there won't be no let up. What about us? We've had more tornadoes right here than I've heard of, and I don't know when. Had a gentleman come in a hardware store just this week. I remember the day it hit. He had some friends that come, and his whole house, his roof was snatched off his house. He told me the story yesterday, and I don't mean to get on all this, and the Bible, our lesson talks about that, but just let me give you a little where we're at and what we're having to deal with. He said he was at work, said he was actually FaceTiming his wife. She said, hey, the weather's getting bad. I said, man, he said, there's something. All of a sudden, said, all he could see was that phone. He said, you can tell, it's flipping. 
said, I come off of that, that he said, work. said, I come off of there. He said, I went by. He said, I went, told my boy. He said, I'm going. He said, I think a tornado just hit my house. He said, so he's so he coming home. So he, so he gets there. And said, sure enough, the, the roofs tore off, the sheds. I mean, hey, he, it, he, he got a direct hit. It, it's, a, it's just a miracle of God that his, that his wife and children weren't killed, a little girl. But to, the, the point I was making about this, he was in the store the uh, day before yesterday, Friday. And um, he, was, he was talking about it. Another gentleman came in that had the same tornado. And he began to talk about, because he talked about the one he hit this week, came close to their house. He said, my, my little daughter... It's a stepdaughter, but he said, she calls me Pop-Pop. He said, as I was holding her in that storm, he said, she was literally just like this. Because of a storm and the experience that she experienced. She probably won't unless God, and I've been praying for her. I asked God, I said, God, show this little girl mercy. Move upon her behalf and help her to overcome that fear that she won't have to live the rest of her days upon this earth worrying about every little bad cloud that comes her way. And God can do that, and He's the only one that can do that. But at the same time, this is what storms will do. This is what these kind of, so it will, it, it, it begins to pile up our ground, pile up our soil. It begins to help us realize what, who we are, what we believe, what we, where, where's our trust at. Who's going to see us through this? Huh. Praise God. So that's the reason I'm telling us this morning it's very important as a church. How we respond to this. How we handle this situation. I'm telling you. It's going to do one of two things now. It's going to divide us further apart. Or it can draw us closer. Closer to him and one another. It can cause us to cause our, our community to look at us differently. Or look to us with favor. We want to favor. Favor of God. In the favor of the community. Because I'm going to tell you, that's how you're going to win them. You're a little quiet on me. <laughs> but we're the good soil. By the help of God and by the grace of God. We didn't come as the good soil. But with, with the seed and obedience and have an ear and obeying the seed, the word of God. We become that good soil. I, I, I got a long ways to go, but y'all just pray God help me. So the next one talks about the stony ground. The next one, he talks about how, the, again, the seed fell on stony ground. This stony ground was a place that um, a seed is falling directly, not on rock, but it's a seed that fell on a, like a thin layer of soil, and it didn't have a whole lot of depthness to it. I know you can't see it. I sprayed all these. You see these little things out here? Believe it or not, I have to spray them. If you don't, if you look right under, you'll see somewhere I missed. And it's coming up green and, and all that. So seed, it's amazing to me. Now watch this. This is grass and weeds that we don't want to grow here. They don't, they don't but, but watch this. You can watch these same things, amen, as they spout out and grow up here. But when drought times come, they begin to swivel and dry up and don't last very long. And so... When he talks about the stony ground here, there's no depthness, no layer, nothing to get a root system into. We're living in a world today that's, that's everything's, you know, fast food and in a hurry. And, uh, you know, we, we, we even preached before and laughed about having drive-through services. Never dreamed we'd be having them. 
Now, we're not just driving through. What we meant driving through and giving you a five-second little sermonette or something, and you go on your merry way. <laughs> so that's, that's, you're going to notice some of this as it really begins to unfold about this parable about time and about what time will do. You've got to remember something. God wasn't looking for hotels and motels. He's looking for a place that he can homestead. There's going to be a permanent indwelling. A place that not only up on this earth, but in that one to come. As priests and kings of his. Praise God. So God's fashioning us and forming us. The thorny ground. There's a stony ground and a thorny ground. And here we see the, how the seed fell upon it. Uh, the writer talked about other seeds and things of this nature. I'm not going to go into all of that. But he talks about uh, the briars and thistles. You can go all the way back to Genesis and see this curse that was put upon the earth. That at one time Adam, all of his labor and his keeping of the garden produced. And more, isn't it great to have those days when everything you touch just turns just, just great. I mean, man, it just falls in place and you accomplish a lot. And you go at the end of the day patting yourself on your chest. And, man, I'm so good. But I'm telling you why. The next day you go back and you go through the same process. But everything you touch falls to the wayside. And it, it goes backwards. And if it can go backwards, it goes backwards. And you go to that day. You walk out of the same place with your head down and thinking, my Lord, what in the world's wrong? And so... That's the world we're living in. That's the times we're living. But, but watch what I'm trying to get us to understand here. These, these stony places, amen, uh, thorny places, these briars, they work against us. And, and they'll come up and overcome if we're not careful. But that's the reason it's so important to have an ear to hear what the Word of God has to say. Because you got to understand there is an adversary out there. And the writer puts it kind of like this. Even though this portion of the soil may have looked fine on the surface. Lurking below were dangerous elements that would hold back and destroy fruit bearing growth. That's the reason important. Now watch this. People that's not willing to be plowed. People that's not willing to be instructed. People that's not willing to come and hear the preached word of God. Under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And if you, you reject that. You rebel against that. And you refuse to accept it. Hallelujah. There's some things underneath the surface there now. Unwilling to be plowed and dealt with. You know I could take you back even to the stony places. It's, you've got to be willing. And I got scripture. Watch this. Go to Isaiah the 5th chapter. God speaking to Israel. He told them. He said, hey, my beloved. He liked him to a vineyard. And he went into that vineyard. And what was some of the first things he done? He began to go in and take the stones out. He builds a fence to protect it. Praise God. And puts a wine press and a towel. And he sets it all up. And he asked a question whenever he brought forth a wow. Instead of tame and wholesome and fruit that's... But wild grapes. He questions them. Israel. What's the problem? How did I fail you? How did I come up short? You see. On judgment day. When we're judged. God's going to say it's written. And it's up to you and I. Especially in America. It's nobody. If anybody wants a Bible. I promise you. They can, they can get one. It's up to you and I now. That will open the lids. 
of that Bible begin to read and begin to hunger and thirst after righteousness. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness. Now hear what I'm fixing to say. Not, not the righteousness that's pleasing to man's eye and man's reward. But you and I need to seek after the righteousness of God. There is a difference. That's it accepted by man is not necessarily accepted by God. But God's got his word that he's given to us. That we can abide by it and walk by it. Goes on now. We're going to see he talks about the good ground. A man in here sprung up and increased out of this good ground. Brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. Uh, I just had a little, a little thought about this. You know, because, praise God. Watch this. 30, 60, and 100. Praise God. On any given day, if we can really produce three good fruits. <laughs> that's a 30 percenter. Any day if we can produce six good fruits. They have a tendency to overlap and work together. That's a 60 percent. But boy, in a day and a season like this, if we can produce all nine fruits, that's a hundred percenter. God's looking for some hundred percenters. Because it's out of this hundred percenters. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing Doug because he didn't either. Hey, say some days, hey, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to do well to be a 30 percenter on some days. Let me just be honest. <laughs> and other days, amen, a 60 percenter. And there are some days, I hope, <laughs> we pray, that we accomplish the 100%. So, so as we watch some of this, and the second part of the lesson begins to go and it begins to talk. And it, this, in here he says, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. He encourages the disciples to hear and listen to what he said. But it seems they were having trouble to understand. So in verse 10, reports that they were along and they asked Jesus about the parable. And this question served as the backdrop for Jesus' explanation of the parable. And also his rational of using parables. Now we know he's prophesied about him. So here we see that the sower, when you go to Ecclesiastes 11 and 6. A lot of times this book is referred to as a preacher's book. Even though he was, I guess you could say, was kind of backslid. But yet we, we gleam a lot of things from the statements that he makes. And here's one such. Here Ecclesiastes 11 and 6 has taught us, In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper. Which one's going to prosper the best? The sowing time in the morning or the sowing time in the evening? Now understand something. It's really a lot of it's the power of the seed itself. And the same seed was sowed. And we know the seed. Hallelujah. was the word of God. Amen. That was sowed. And so it's a practice. You and I as a sower. Let me liken to us. And talk about that for just a second. I know we could you know, put all of that back on the preacher. And the fivefold ministry. But each one of us are spiritually pistols that are read of all men. Each one of us is called upon.
own and expect it to bear the nine fruits. And it's a good, good way of checking whether or not if the Holy Ghost took a hold in us and whether or not if the Holy Ghost, amen, is being able to guide and lead us and help us by the bearing of these nine fruits. And so it's a good thing to sow the seed, which is the Word of God. It doesn't matter if it's in the morning time or the evening time. Hallelujah. We're being called upon the sow, amen, and let God take care of the rest. We know that His Word will not go out void as it's sowed upon the waters. So the waters a lot of times is likened unto people and nations. As it talked about even the sea and out of the sea comes and it's talking about people. So you know what you and I, what you and I need to do in the morning time and in the evening time. We need to be sowers of the Word of God. Hallelujah. That should be the most thought on our hearts, our minds, and in our conversations on a daily basis. The more often we're talking about the Word of God and the more we're reading the Word of God, the more we'll walk in the Word of God. And the more we accomplish and achieve those things that help keep the soil in the condition to watch, hear me this morning, hallelujah, condition, condition, condition. Why do people exercise? Why does people eat right? They want their heart, the physical heart to be conditioned. They want their, their, their physical body to be conditioned. And even we're being taught, amen, in this virus that we're facing, it's those that's subject and prone to, hallelujah, that's got health issues and, and don't have, and not in good health condition. And so it's those, amen, that just eat any old way and just live any old way and those are subject to other types and, and forms of diseases amen over this and as a combination can drop you of life and so amen in the spiritual realm it works in the same fashion and the same form so you and I the more often that we're talking and sowing the seed the word of God amen watch this you can't sow it and can't read it without it affecting you you as the sower because the more you sow it the more it produces in you and brings you to the place of responsibility and humbling yourself and yielding yourself unto the obedience and the instructions of it. Thank God for the word. Are you still with me? The sower that you and I let's sow what? The seed of truth. We're called upon several scriptures. Paul's writings to Timothy and 2 Timothy 2 and 14. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit. There's some questions you need to just avoid. There's some comments and statements and arguments. Just sidestep them. They don't mean anything. That's just the enemy trying to get you on something and it don't mount to nothing and stir up spirits and uh, fences and things of this nature that'll keep you from being the witness now watch this. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is a spiritual battle. The real enemy is the devil, the prince of the air. So when you and I are sowing the seed and witnessing it to others, the individual you're talking to, even though they're speaking the word, is not the real enemy. Oh, they may be groping in darkness and blinded by the, the God of this world. But it's our responsibility, the call was placed upon the Apostle Peter, amen, Apostle Paul, amen, to go to the Gentiles. That they might be delivered from the snares of the devil. And from darkness. And brought into this true revelation of this one God message. Called Jesus Christ. The Savior of the world. So here. Likewise. He tells us. Amen. Why? To the subverting of the hearers. Amen. That simply means the overturn. Or, or the overthrow of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto who? Unto God. 
We don't do this, amen, to study and things of this nature. And, uh, you know, this is not my church. I, I, I don't ever want to, I don't like to hear people say, yeah, that's that family. We are a family church, but not just my family. It's a family of God. This is not my church. Praise God. It's the Lord's church. He's the one. We're just servants of His. And so as we study, amen, to prove ourselves unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but what? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Hear that. Not just the Bible, but the word of truth. Because the word of God is written in a way that the wayfaring man just won't stumble in on it. That just the nonchalant and the no carrying can just stumble in. No, you got to hunger for this. You got to thirst for this. You got to pursue this. Because straight, that means narrow. It's not easily found. You gotta, you gotta want it. So as a sower goes, we don't judge the soil that in our business, but it's up to the soil whether or not if they're gonna open up unto the seed, amen, and to receive it into their hearts and their lives. Second Timothy 4 and 2 says, Preach the word, be instant, in season and out of season. We still need to preach truth. Doesn't matter what season we're in. He's a healer of every disease. We have a right by the word of God to preach that and to believe that and stand upon it and practice it. Amen. We have a right to tell this world that we believe that God's going to keep us and protect us. No, we're not going to act like a bunch of blooming idiots and get out and act crazy. But on the other hand, neither we're going to act like a bunch of blooming idiots and, and crawl up in a closet somewhere and be fearful and never do anything either. Amen. We're going to find a good balance and walk therein and let God's favor be upon us and keep us and provide for us and do what he wants to do to fulfill his purpose. Anybody been praying for the purpose of God in all this? I sure hope we are. Man, we need to pray the purpose of God in this. God's purpose will be fulfilled. That's all that matters. It's all that really matters. For the time will come when they will not endure sound Doctrine, sound, actually means healthy. The reason encourage Timothy to preach, to study, show yourself that you might teach and preach sound doctrine. But after their own last shall they keep to themselves teachers having itching ears. Itching ears is ears. I want you to say what I want you to say. That's the reason we don't believe in having boards, hallelujah, that rules a pulpit. That's the reason we don't allow the pew to rule the pulpit. That's the reason we don't allow circumstances and situations and individual families, amen, to rule the pulpit. That's the reason, amen, it doesn't matter if it's my son or my daughter or your granddaughter or your grandson or whoever it might be. When they're done wrong, amen, they still need the same preached word to them. If we're going to be saved, we've got to be preached to and plowed, amen, plowed up and get the, the iniquity out of our soul of the heart, of the soul, of the mind, of the individual. Praise God. <laughs> this may get a little tough. I hope not. I, I, I'm just, just keep listening. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. They'll believe a lie. It's amazing sometimes if you listen to the world around you what they can so easy to believe but, but yet thinking we're off our rockers. Think that we're crazy. Huh. It's a whole lot easier and makes a whole lot more sense to believe in one God than it is to believe in three. 
it's a whole lot easier to believe that the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary and you got one person than to believe that the third person fathered the second person. We're not ashamed of this. Well, you might offend them. Psalms 119 and 165 says, If you love my peace, great peace have they that love my law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall cause them to stumble. This is a seed. God puts a seed in our heart. Amen. And you know what? The Word of God doesn't offend me. I want it to correct me. Hallelujah. I want to say, Oh me, God, help me, help me, help me repent. Help me have a godly sorrow, not a worldly sorrow either. Help me have a godly sorrow. Because if you have a godly sorrow, amen, this will what? Lead unto eternal life. But just having a worldly sorrow and just upset because you got caught. Hey Amen. It won't have much of a reward with it. But when you have a godly sorrow, it's got to be a godly thing. That's what all of this is all about. And so as you watch this begin to happen, it begin to take place. And so the first thing it talked about the wayside. And on this wayside, what happened? Talked about the fowls of the air that came. The fowls of the air was likened to what? He, Jesus come along and said that was Satan. Satan came. Amen. As soon as the word of God was sowed. Even this morning, as soon as the word of God being sowed. If you got a hard heart, amen, if you don't really have a true passion or true desire, and you just came because somebody made you come, or you just come for a social gathering, hey, you and your hard heart, and you really don't want to hear the word of God, as soon as what I've said and preached to you, even though how much truth it may be in it, hallelujah, the hard heart, you know what, the enemy come by and send the fowls to the air and scooped it up. Watch this. We see the same practice of the enemy with Abraham. The father of faith. When he had prepared the sacrifices out of obedience to God with a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old ram, and pigeons, and turtle doves. The Bible says, as he's guarding it, waiting on God to show up to accept the sacrifice, the fowls of the air tried to come down and devour them, and he drove them off. The best thing you and I can do so when we turn to God and we want truth, nothing but the whole truth. This can be for salvation and the initial beginning of our walk with God. Or as we on this journey with God. And there's certain things that can come up. Like little stony things that can come up in our life. And doctrines and winds of doctrines that can come our way. Finding a place to rest. Finding a place that can find a place in our hearts. And a place in our minds. And a place in our spirit. But it's the word of God. Amen. That help us as we hear the word of God. We won't be stony hard about it but we let the word of God be the hammer that it's likened unto to pound on that piece of stone until it crumbles it up amen until it can be washed out of our spirit washed out of our heart and washed out of our minds hey I'm glad for the word of God I'm glad for preachers amen they would preach to me and tell me the truth and help me to understand hey you need to deal with that issue because if you don't deal with that issue it won't stay small and little but it'll keep increasing and increasing to a place and a point hallelujah create such a bitterness and such a now watch this oh man I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself but watch it the root when he talks about what about the root system there's no depthness not enough earth there don't have no root system to go in but watch this the enemy will try with one root a bitterness. One root. One episode. One situation. If it's not dealt with and responded to by the word of God. By prayer. The devil used that one root. To find its way in. 
And through that root of bitterness, all deceivableness and evilness begin to find its way into our lives, our hearts, and our spirit. There's a lot to be said about the wayside. Hebrews 4, 1 and 2 says, Let us therefore fear. That's a promise being left us of entering into his rest. That any of you should seem to come short of it. A promise of a seed. God's promise to every earthen vessel. It's a seed of the Holy Ghost. The promise of the Holy Ghost. A rest that you can't find in no other place. A comfort that you can't find in any other place. You won't find it in your money. You won't find it in your positions. You won't find it in your earthly family. But the rest that I'm talking about, and the peace that I'm talking about is in the promise of the Holy Ghost. The writer talks about, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. I'm not no great gardener or farmer, but I do know that you got to, you got to take certain minerals and fertilizers and lime, and you got to work the soil. If you want it to produce, if it's going to bring forth the crop and the fruit or the grain that you desire it to bring, there's going to take somebody's got to work the ground. Somebody's got to till it up. Somebody's got to disc it up. Somebody's got to work it out, especially on ground that's never been. It's got to get a dozer in there, and boy, that's hard work. I won't never forget my dad the time he done that. I got we all got sick of picking up roots, and <laughs> it's amazing to me. You can go out there with that dozer, man. There's, there's roots just laying everywhere. You go out there and you pile them up and burn them, and then Daddy had to go get the tractor. He hooked an old plow behind it. And, and man, he got on that old tractor. And man, the black spoke bald. And that plow went down on that ground. All of a sudden, out across that place, it looked like we hadn't picked up any roots at all. Man, there was roots popping up everywhere. I'm telling you, there's ever been a time. And I'm telling you, God's got the setting for it, the season for it right now. With the Word of God and the situation we're in, He's trying to root up some things. It's laid garment in the hearts of men and women, but God's trying to root it up now. Not to destroy us, but that it might be rooted up and be exposed that it can be dealt with. It's those that don't want to expose. It's those that don't want to come to the light. It's those that don't want to hear the instructor. It's those that don't have an ear and a passion and a hunger and a thirst to be saved. If you don't have a desire and a passion to be saved, then there's nothing I can do for you. But if you've got a passion and a desire to be saved, I don't care where you're at, this God can save you. This God can take that soil. But you just don't know where they're raised at and what kind of environment they're in. You just don't understand God either and the power of the seed when we open up to it and let it begin to work. So we got these different types of soil that he dealt with. Three out of fours would not produce, bring forth for one reason or another. Third, when he talks about, and I won't take all the time now, I'll, I'll just do my best. Thistles, briars. I want, you to, I want you to really take note.
18th verse, Mark 4. These are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear, notice, the one prior and this one. They heard the word of God and gladly receive it. And thank God that's Bible. Okay? A portion of truth is very dangerous. Or just a taste of it. But because they had no depthness in them, when trials and persecutions came, they didn't have what it took to sustain them, to hold them. They didn't have any depthness to keep them in the storm. Well, I'm fixing to say something. Could it be that God's allowed this to even for the church that doesn't have the free course to just come by and depend on the church and the body and the preacher to keep me fixed with a quick fix every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and every Wednesday night? Feel them few little chill bumps that would, that would get me through my Mondays and my Tuesdays until I could make it back Wednesday. Why? Eighteenth verse. These are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches. And the lust of other things. Entering in. It is after receiving the word now. They came in. You and I have a responsibility to keep the garden. That's the reason people. Amen. If they put fence around them. They put up electric fence. And they do different things. Amen. And they spray them with pesticides. And all kind of trying to protect their garden. That it might produce the green or the fruit. Or the vegetables that they're looking for. God's done the same thing for mine and your heart. Our minds and our spirit. He'll protect us. I'm telling you. He'll, he'll, you watch this. God's going to see the truth. God's going to see those that sold out. And committed and dedicated. You're going to, as soon as they open the floodgates. We're coming back to the house of God. And we're going to love and worship magnified just like always. We're not going to fall to the wayside because we've been hindered on our Wednesday night services. Because we hadn't been able to have two services on Sunday. No, we're going to show back up ready to go. But that's not all. We're not going to act different on Monday because I couldn't have two services on Wednesday either. I'm still going to be in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to still love the God. I'm going to still be committed and dedicated. Come on, are talking to us. I'm talking about good soil. I'm talking about good soil that'll produce, amen. Amen. Good soil will produce when nothing else will. But good soil, amen. And even though the elements, hey, I'm telling you, the elements can have its effect. But even with good soil, it don't take near as much. It don't have to be perfect environment, amen, for it to produce its best. Not when you got good soil. There's no, nothing more frustrating than unproductive soil no matter what you do. Un unreasonable soil that won't respond, amen, to all the actions that are taken. That's what God's talking about when the Word of God is sown, when it's preached to us. But we unwilling soil, amen, is unwilling to respond to it and receive it and obey it and, and be obedient to it and take actions with the Word of God. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. 
They have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time afterwards. After the season. After a time. When afflictions and persecutions arise for the world's sake. Immediately they are offended. Let me drop back down to the other. And the cares of this world becometh unfruitful. These are they which are sown on good sound. Now let me back up a minute. I got something I want to say here. I've made this statement to a few people just in conversation. And I hope nobody takes this wrong today. But I believe there's something I've noticed about this situation. <laughs> and I'm probably going to probably get some persecution from this. Maybe not verbally in my face, but, but I expect it to happen. Two group of people that this thing's affected the most. One group is those that's got great sums of money in their CDs. Great sums of money in places. And they, they trust and their confidence and they depend on that as a comfort zone and assurance that everything's going to be alright. But they're watching it crumble out from under them. They're watching it disappear. And their dreams and visions is going with it. And it's got them at a nervous wreck. The other group is far to the other side. It's the group that they don't only just live from paycheck to paycheck. But they, they live borrowing from the paycheck they're going to get Friday. They come in Monday borrowing against that paycheck. And now all of a sudden they faced a week and two weeks, and three weeks, no paycheck, and couldn't make it to the places they've been borrowing it. And now they're finding the world crumbling out from under them. So the only ones that's going to survive this thing is those that's got any balance about them at all. That's not depending upon on, on, on income from places out of resources like that. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not preaching against it. But what I'm telling you, James said, you can't put your trust in that. You can't put your confidence in it. It can go away in a moment of time. But neither can the guy that never laid anything up and never put thing, anything ahead of him and put his trust in nothing but just living from day to day like an Esau spirit. But it's that one, amen, that's built and put in the soil and put in his heart to put in his spirit and put in his life the good word of God that will sustain me and supply me and keep me in soundness in spirit, heart, and mind when everything else is seeking sin. I'm right. You can blow your heart. You can do whatever you want to do. It's right. Let me ask you something. Who stayed up all night? Threatening, worrying about what was going to happen. The king or Daniel? What did God chastise the Israelites about more than anything else? You evil hearts of unbelief. Every little test comes along. You jump up and begin to want to know. They got no place to bury us back there. You didn't do this. What's the deal? God just had to tell old Moses, just tell my people, stand still. You know, sometimes we need, like Paul said, when you've done all you can do 
Just stand. Just stand. If you got to keep your mouth shut, just stand. Keep your mouth shut. God don't have to have us talking. God don't have to have the Israelites fighting his battle. They can, the enemy can take the ark, take it across the enemy's line, and God still can whip them. God still can make them bow their knees and humble down and worship him. He doesn't have to have us. I tell you, we're out of the good soil and the good seed of the Word of God. And we're going to produce the nine fruits, amen, right in this famine time that's taking place. Thank God for the good soil. It'll produce. It'll come through. <laughs> some of it will be 30. Some of it will be 60. But some's going to be 100. Isaac knows what it feels like to produce 100%. You ever thought about that? That's like investing $1 and making 100 off of it. Hey, some folks taking advantage of this, believe it or not. They buy no stocks while they're cheap. Because they believe they're going to get better. They're going to multiply and increase. And they're going to take that, amen, 100000 they invested. And in a, in, in a few months or a few years down the road, it would turn into millions. <laughs> the greatest investment that all of us can make is the investment. In this right here. And above that is open up our hearts and open up our spirit and open up our ears and let this good seed find its way into our hearts and find its way into our minds. And let's go further than that. Find its way into our spirit. Hallelujah. I don't need a nerve pill to get me through the day. I said, I don't need a nerve pill to get me through the day. I don't need this and I don't need that. If I could just feel the sure hand of God and the sure presence of God, if he could feed his man of God, I tell you, I'm serving the same God that fed Elijah, he'll feed you and I. My God, folks, we're not depending on Walmart. We're depending on Jesus Christ. I'm not depending on Burger King or McDonald's. I'm depending on Jesus Christ. All right? Lean not to your own understanding. Well, I don't understand it. You ain't got to understand it. You just got to be convinced and sold out. He's my keeper. Woo! I can't believe some of you ain't outside your truck right now. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. I feel a little drunk coming on. I feel a little excitement coming on. Hey Amen. This is not going to be shaken. It's not going to be moved. Let them blow their whistles. Let them make their accusations. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And that includes the devil and death itself. Lord have mercy. We believe this or not. Are y'all depending on just this service to eat? I hope not. But if you are, you ought to have been one of the main ones right now. But he's some Jethro's. You know, big bowl. You know, I want, I want my legs and my chairs cut off. What for, Jethro? Get down about table high. Ah. 
Well, I'd like to give a baby a bottle when they want it. Man, they see it coming. Yeah, I want it. Oh, no, no. That's where we got to be. Put the seed in me, God. David said, hide thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's a God thing, not a man thing. We're not in this to please man. We're in this to please God. We're in this to obey God and the word of God and put our confidence and faith in God. He's our keeper. He's our provider. He's our way maker. He is the door. If he's going to get me out of that grave, then he can get me out of this mess. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When I put my confidence in him, when I put my trust in him, he'll work in the nighttime. He'll work in darkness. He'll work for nobody. When everybody else will sleep, God will work. When everybody else is. I heard someone make the statement even about Mr. Trump. And I'm praying for him. But they're saying this here has affected him more than all of his, his time in office. Showing up more than anything else. Let's pray for him. Let's pray for our officials. Let's pray for one another. Let's be the strong ones. And strong in the right thing. Strong in the promises of the word of God. Let's be that soil that can produce. What's this? What's the first three? Love, joy, and peace. Watch this. Go to Galatians 5th chapter. You're going to notice something happened in this 5th chapter. Number one, we're going to be introduced to the works of the flesh. He names all of them. We're not depending on the works of the flesh. Oh no. Amen. We're depending on the hand of God. Now watch this. Also in that same chapter, you're going to read, amen, that the, that the fruits of the Spirit is what? The fruit of the Spirit. It's capitalized. His Spirit. That, that measure of the Spirit that abodes and dwells in us. It's not works. It's fruits because of a product that's within us. That flows out of us. Bible, what's this? The Holy Ghost works at the least resistance. It's like water. It's like wind. It blows where it listens or wishes. Hallelujah. If you don't resist it, it'll blow in and solve your problem. If you won't resist it, it'll bring you out of the dungeons. If you won't resist it, it'll heal your body. If you won't resist it, it'll heal your mind. If you won't resist it, it'll protect you when nothing else can protect you. If you won't resist it and be obedient to it and love it and mix it with faith, I tell you, products, hallelujah, can come out of us. Elements can flow out of us. A power, the Spirit of God, a peace that'll flow out of us to help bring peace to our community and our society. Love, joy, and peace is the first three. But watch the next ones. Long-suffering. We just got to be patient with this now. We got to be long-suffering with this. Huh? That works against all of us, don't Gentleness. Anybody don't have no problem being gentle? Goodness. Faith. Meekness. Temperance. You know what that last one means? self Controlled. Self-contained. Self, but it's not self. Go back to the fruit it's from. The Holy Ghost. 
It's not us. We're just a field. We're just a garden. Go back to this. Husband, last week we learned that we was his building and husbandry. Husbandry, if you look it up, actually means field. We're his field. Watch this. He gave us a parable. He said, hey, hey, the treasure's in the field. Go purchase the field. God's willing to buy us, every one of us. With our good and bad and levels and talents and no talents and all the other education, no education. Don't matter the color of your skin. Don't matter what geographic location you come from. This blood will buy anybody. This Holy Ghost will fill up any vessel that will open up their hearts and open up their minds and open up their spirits to upset the Word of God. And by the power of the up to the Word of God. And the devil can't stop it. All of hell can't stop it. No government can stop it. They've done their best to lock it up. They've done their best to shut it down. By what authority and power do you have? By the power and authority of heaven. Through the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And by his faith in this name, he leaps before you. And that that had him bound, doesn't have him bound any longer. It had him bound for 40 years. And he just said at the gate of beautiful. But now after the touch of God, he's walking through those beautiful gates. Woo, praise God, praise God. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like the good soil. Singers, you get ready. I know my time's up. God's good, folks. Holy Ghost is good. Word of God's right. I thank God He's working on me. I'm still working to become that good soil. How about you? I'm trying my best. I want to produce all nine fruits. Hallelujah. Every time something gets in there he don't like, God, you get out the hole. Known as a sword. <laughs> you dig that out of me. Oh, there's a wicked one coming at the dark times. Anybody believe it's a dark time? Watch this. The enemy's also working in this dark time. And he's sowing his seeds of tares. <laughs> but you know the difference between the two? The blades come up and look alike. But it would come time, amen, to pick the grain. Huh? They ask him, say, hey, 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 do we need to go pluck him? Nope, nope, you leave him alone. When that time comes, my angels will go down there and they'll do the plucking. Because right now, if you try to do any plucking, all you're going to do is root up some good stuff. So you just leave it alone and let God take care of it. Hallelujah. You know what we and you and I need to do? We're going to do what we can do and we're going to put the rest of it in God's hand to protect us and lead and guide us. Hallelujah. We're going to wear a mask, we're going to wear gloves if you want to. Hallelujah. You're going to keep your immune system up. Hallelujah. That side of that, we're going to trust God and we're going to believe in God and God's going to see us through and He can manifest His glory and manifest his power. I tell you what, if he can fill up a room, he can fill up every automobile in this place, and he can go further than that. He can fill up every soul, every heart. He can touch every body. He can go across these highways and across these fields and quicken and touch souls and hearts and lives that have never heard the gospel that's one in their hearing it and maybe it pricked their hearts and stirred them up. Say, hey, I need some of that. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Oh, we need it. My, my, my. Lord bless you. God bless our singers. God bless you, babe. Go ahead.
a love of God we feel here today. Hallelujah. It's your heart. It's your soul. But it's yours to give away. Why don't you put it in the potter's hand? Why don't you put it in the maker's hand? Why don't you release what you've got left and give it to God? Don't be like this right here. Watch this. There's no depthness to it. There's nothing for the root system to get a hold of. And it don't take much. Any little wind of doctrine, little wind of adversity can pull it up and pluck it up. And it don't have any choice but to die. Hey, don't die in your sins. Don't die in your unbelief. Don't let this callous your heart that you can't be touched. Don't let this thing callous your mind that you can't be touched. Don't let this thing callous your spirit. Don't you think you don't need God? Yeah, you need God. We all need God. We need a visitation of God Almighty in America. We need a visitation of revival in America. And God, if it's what it takes to stir it up, then let thy will be done. My, my, my. What a hand of the touch of the Lord's here today. My, my, my. I want to give my heart to Him. I want to give my life to Him. I want to give Him what I am and who I am. Watch Him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The size of the heart. It doesn't matter the color of the heart. If you'll just let the seed fall into it. And begin to penetrate. Here's how the writer put it. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. He begins to shape and mold his vessel. Hallelujah. I'm thankful God. He's shaping and molding today, folks. We don't see it all. He's the one that sees the whole picture. He knows what all is unfolding and taking place. And I'm thankful to him today. He's got it. I haven't lost any confidence or assurance. I know who I've been persuaded by. And so there's no reason for us to be down and out and depressed. Oh no, God's got this thing. He's our supplier. We give him glory today. Put your hands together for Jesus. Lord bless you today. Appreciate you coming, being in the service with us. I know it's hot. I know you need to go. Love you. Appreciate you. But I promise you it's not near as hot as hell. I can promise you that. But anyway, praise God. I just feel the preacher in me today, folks. I'll tell you right now. Woo! Hallelujah! Man, I tell you, everybody needs to hear this gospel and feel this truth. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody's got a right to have their soul cleaned up. Everybody's got a right to get their hearts cleaned up. Everybody's got a right to have an opportunity, amen, to hear the word of God. And have the opportunity. You watch this. The sower didn't pick none of them out. He just sowed the seed. Hallelujah. So the soil business was between, between the seed and God and their business. Hallelujah. What the sower's business? My business is just to sow the seed. It's up to the individuals, amen, and soil. Whether they're going to receive it. It's up to God as a seed what it's going to become. That's not my business. That's God's business. See, that's one thing that's wrong with everybody. We want to do God's part. What we really need to do is do our part and let God do his part. God. Hallelujah. I wish we was meeting here tonight at 6 o'clock. My Lord, have mercy. My, my, my. Anyway, let me know about Wednesday night. If you'd like to try it, I'm willing to try it. We'll eat bugs. We'll fix up some kind of light. We'll do something. If it's nothing to come and worship and sing and do, we'll do something. We have to keep the doors closed. We'll do it. We'll, hallelujah. You know, won't open some of those screens right there. It's got some holes in them, but hallelujah. Well, we'll do something.
Think about it. Let me know. Let my wife know. Let one of us know. If you want to have some midweek services, I'm for it. You're for it. We're for it. Hallelujah. Let's put the pressure by prayer. By prayer. Let's put some pressure on this government officials and everybody. Hey, let's open up. We're willing to take our chances. We're willing to step out. Hallelujah. They've never been able to drown. They've never been able to burn it up. It ain't going to happen no day either. Hallelujah. God's going to see us through. I tell you, God's going to see us through. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.